Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle, from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. What's blooming, my friends? I should probably be outside cleaning up the aftermath of my Evening with the Flowers event. The garage is covered in stems, all the stuff from jars to just my life has exploded at this point because I'm just juggling it all. My car, which is a complete disaster zone from, you know, taking kids to and from their destinations while they live their best life to delivering flowers picking up all the supplies for my party and it's a tragedy I've lost my keys and all of this and I must find them so at some point today I do have to try to clean up everything because I need to find my keys but I'm in here recording a podcast (laughs) Because I'm tired and I don't want to work anymore. I'm so exhausted. So I thought I would just recap just the last couple weeks and what an amazing event I had last evening with my Freckled Bloom Flower Club and connect here with my friends. So I have at least been trying to stick to every two weeks putting it out update out there for you guys um I will get to the flower farmer chats it's just it's been insane and I'm trying to juggle it all myself I know most of you are just saying Rochelle get help but it's easier said than done yeah I gotta sell a lot more flowers let's be real and I'm still building my farm there's a lot of infrastructure I would love to do but it costs money Money in which, um, you know, this is my full-time gig. So also I'm trying to invest in my farm, but still pay for the kids' new school clothes and shoes. So yeah, so it's a delicate balance, but we're getting through it. Yes, I would love to hire help, but I cannot afford an employee right now. And um, quite honestly, I came from the corporate world in which I worked with a lot of people. Lots of them I loved. Others yeah we'll leave it at that and I I am enjoying my coworker being the d to the o to the g and you know my life is so chaotic that I can pick up what I need to pick up when I need to and transition having squirrel brain to the next task when I need to I have so many amazing friends that are like Rochelle we will totally help you but I find that it's easier just to do it myself because I'm living on a five minute basis if I have five minutes I am doing something with that five minutes and to have to manage somebody else's time expectation teaching all those things I just am not in the mental space I used to be so prepared I would have like we would be going on camping trips and I'd have an excel spreadsheet with what everybody's cooking what everybody's bringing and now it's like I literally pick up my calendar and my notebook and say where am I supposed to be tomorrow what time what am I supposed to do oh crap I got a wedding this weekend gotta get ready for that and I'm just living day to day it is what it is and it's been that this entire season but it's been such a year of growth for me and last night was um what I call the evening with the flowers uh that just rang true so I've got my CSA I did a lot of research going into it and I knew that I needed to create this special unique experience um it's really easy to pick up flowers 
flowers and get, you know, and not be attached to it. So you have to create that bond with your customers. And for the CSA, I've really learned that I did a great thing in creating that bond. So they get the best of the best blooms. And then I host these on-farm events that are exclusive to my club. And that's what pulls people in. And last night was a perfect example of I let everybody bring a plus one and they bring their friends with them and they get to experience what it's like to be in the club as well. And you bet your booty that I've got people looking forward to me launching season three. So those are my flower people. I do the Mother's Day tea to kind of kick off the season. It's a really beautiful experience and it's one of those um, sticking points of selling my CSA and I find that people really want to buy it for their mothers or whoever that motherly figure is in their life around Mother's Day. So to be able to kick off the season with the Mother's Day tea, it just gets everybody super excited about the start of the subscription and what's to come and it allows me to connect with my flower people to understand what they like and get their feedback. I do recall one important thing. When I asked them like what are your guys' favorite colors and one of my amazing customers said Rochelle we love it all. We love it how you're unique and different and every flower share that you send our way is different and it's just great to experience experience all the colors in all the different flowers and textures that you provide. So it was really reassuring to hear that. And furthermore, going back to my evening with the flowers, it's kind of my cap on the season. It's my customer appreciation event to say thank you. Thank you for supporting me. It truly means the world to me that you're here supporting me. And so last evening, a lot of folks couldn't make it because summer is busy. That's just illustrated to me that next year I'm taking August off. I'm not going to work it. I'm busting my butt out here. Nobody's buying flowers. They're spending the last like weeks either at the fair or going on vacations before school starts, trying to get their life together before school starts. And so flowers are not top of mind. And so why am I busting my butt to produce all these blooms and nobody's buying them? Rightfully so. So that's been a great takeaway for me. And I'm learning too that my life is crazy in August. And next year with my CSA, I'm going to end it that first week of August because I just need time to to do my other stuff. Sorry, keep going back and forth. Did I mention I've got squirrel brain? So anyways, the evening with the flowers is just to say thank you. Thank you for being here and supporting me. Last night, I let the ladies um, sip a glass of wine. They went and toured the flower field. I did give them the caveat. I'm like, please stay on the grass pathways because all the other jungle areas are only for Rochelle and I don't want anybody tripping and so they really enjoyed that they were out taking selfies in the flowers and so I have found that I have to find this balance of although I'm not agro tourism I kind of am 
So I still need to have beautiful color in the field, but I also need to cut those flowers too. It is a mix and I am trying to figure that out of how I have it all. And so not cutting so hard on everything, but still having some color in the field. So yeah, they were taking pictures with the flowers and once everybody was there, we sat down, I had snack. I just kind of shared, thank you for being here. It's been such a lovely season. And then, I let them design their own flower arrangement and they absolutely love that. A lot of them were like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, the thing is, you guys, it doesn't need to follow a certain prescription. It can be what you want to make it. Enjoy playing with the flowers. And so some of them like really were very thoughtful about each stem and the design of it and they just ate it up. They absolutely loved it. Yeah, so I'm really proud of myself that I have incorporated some of these events into my Freckled Bloom Flower Club because it's all of the things. Let's be real. It's easy to just go drop off the flowers and oftentimes I don't see folks or talk to them. So I don't know if they're loving it or not. If they have that personal connection with me, I send a monthly newsletter in addition to the Freckled Bloom Flower Club, but I don't always hear back from folks on it. And so I'm always like second guessing myself, aka the podcast as well. So you guys should like give me some interaction here and let me know topics to talk about. I'm like, am I doing it right? Because I'm not hearing feedback. So the events actually allow me to talk to them. But it's that interaction, their own personal interaction with the flowers that they really enjoy. And so my mind was just going last night about all of the things that I have planned in my future. But baby steps. And from the very beginning, when I started my journey with Freckle Bloom Flower Farm, I have said baby steps and I've honored that. Number one, it's really easy to get in debt over trying to build your ideal farm from from the scratch. But I am here to tell you, don't do that. I mean, really, I've learned so much even in the this, especially this last year, but over these last three years about just what I want to grow, how I want to grow it, where I want it to be, what it requires to be successful. And if you're taking baby steps and really having the flexibility to do that, then you can learn, number one, how do I walk to and from, you know, point A to point B? And then you decide if you put in all of this infrastructure initially, you're like, holy crap, I'm walking through the flowers because it takes me 16 times as longer to go the way that I planned it versus I need a straight shot to the hose. So yeah, I that is one lesson that I could provide is to learn your space, learn your habits, learn how you work in your space and have the flexibility to change because things will change. So anyways, sorry, my brain is all over the place. Oh, I hope I'm you're somewhat following me on this journey. But last night was beautiful and I just will, I know that I'll continue to do it. I kind of joked because they were all telling me that I needed to do a wreath workshop and I was like, sorry ladies, it ain't 
it is not happening. We do Christmas trees and especially this year it's going to be a huge harvest and I'm not doing wreaths. Everybody and their sister sells wreaths around here and I'm going to focus on other stuff. Other stuff that people aren't doing. I really stayed true to being unique. I've tried to come up with my own ideas and do different stuff that differentiates me from the competition out there and so I'm just going to continue to do that. That is my mark with my business and in this world is that I want to offer a unique experience, a unique product, so that when people receive my product, they say, Rochelle made that. That's why I'm loving the burgundy foliages and flowers right now. They are my jam, and I'm calling it the Rochelle Burgundy Special. And so when people get my flowers, and they're like, that came from Rochelle, didn't it? And I'm just going to silently nod like, yep, that's my stamp. I'm still evolving. Here's the deal. I'm finding things that I love and I don't love. And it goes back to what I told my customers last night. Like, have fun with the flowers. My advice to you is to get off Instagram and just go play with your stuff and find your own touch and don't follow the recipe card that everybody else is doing because you'll find that some stuff is going to work for others but it won't work for you and vice versa. So, And you have to give yourself the creative freedom to make this yours and to enjoy it because as we're all in August, knee deep and stressed, you don't want to fall out of love with this job. I mean, I've found myself trying to balance that of being so exhausted and falling out of love with flowers and I don't want to get there. I know part of it is just exhaustion and my season is almost coming to an end. But yeah, I just encourage you. That's why I don't call myself a florist necessarily. I haven't had any formal training. So I call myself a floral artist. Because art is unique and different to anybody that creates it. From the three-year-old to the 65-year-old, we have our own version of art. And that's the beautiful thing about flowers is it's another art form. And just own it and enjoy it and love it and create your own mark on the world. So in addition to my evening with the flowers, I've been still pushing hard on my CSA. The DIY buckets have been huge, a lot for weddings. My Lysianthus are so close. I'm so jealous. This is where I need to take my own advice and get off Instagram staring at everybody's Lysianthus pictures, but mine are all field grown. They've got buds on them. They're looking fantastic. This last week we were 100 plus and oh it's drained me to empty. I'm definitely running on E. I've just been trying to keep everything alive. I just need to get through September, the beginning of September at least. So yeah, the zinnias have just, even they've struggled in the heat. I think my challenge is that we have these fluctuations and the plants are just like, what the heck? It's cool one day and then it's extreme heat. And so yeah, also learning what plants work well and what are going to be successful. So right now, let's see, we are in week 33 currently. What I have 
found that are just stellar plants. So Echinacea purpurea, it's a beautiful bloom. It is great for pollinators. I've been using the seed pods as texture in my arrangements. All of the grasses, thank you to myself for sending out bird feeders because those fabulous birds have not only entered into my space and are eating all the bad bugs, but they also pooped out that seed and have offered up so many different grasses, millets that I've been using, coleus. I've been like just digging the foliage right now. So coleus, I've been using that. My peony uh, leaves are starting to turn. So I've been using that with the smoke bush. The auric has been really cool element. I'm still using the seed pods for my penstemon. This is where I'm kicking myself in the butt for not staying on my sunflower succession planting. But I do have some of those red sunflowers like the deep burgundy that I just am in love with. So yep, the sunflowers are looking fantastic. Uh, The dahlias are really kicking butt right now. I'm just so proud of the cuttings that I took two years ago. Those plants look fantastic and I'm finding my favorites. And I know that, oh, the dahlia craze, but I might say a little something controversial here. I don't know if I'm 100% in love with dahlias. Did I say it? I did. They're just so high maintenance and they don't have the best vase life. Let's be real. The ones that do love are the, the ball dahlias. Those smaller, more compact dahlias are more versatile. They last longer in the vase. And I have found that they don't have the bug pressure. I'm not doing the organza bags. I'm not spraying. So my biggest thing right now are the dang earwigs. And they love those blush dahlias. It was funny, my dad was here and he, I may have already mentioned this, but I will say it again. He asked me why I had so many light colors. Don't people like the bright colors? Well, I am kind of, I do have a mixture. That is my goal here is to have diversity so I can service all my lines of business. And if I have a wedding that comes at the very last minute, which has happened a lot, I will go support my other fellow flower farmers and shop Oregon Flower Growers Association and get them the color palette that they need. But I here need to have the color diversity. And so even this last year, I've really taken a lot of notes on what's selling well and just having a different mixture of things. So of course I have the blushes which they still are beautiful, but I am focusing a lot more on color. I just made an arrangement uh, for a friend and it was the mauve lavender, pink, salmon, and blue. And I included the Pro Cut White Light. And oh, they're one of my favorite sunflowers. But that whole color combination was just so pretty. But then on the flip side, I made my burgundy special and I just am digging all, I mean, from the celosia to the straw flower. Oh, the straw flower. Can we digress on the straw flower? I've been saving, I've been on top of harvesting my straw flower just so I have it in my collection. I snap off the heads because in some of my projects, 
products I have planned. I just need the heads, but then I've also been cutting some stems, so I have some to dry with longer stems on them, but they've just been so pretty also. I'm wrapping up my lily season, and as much as some may kind of bulk at oriental lilies, People still are obsessed with them. They love their smell. I just had one of my customers last night tell me that I had put a lily, just one stem, that had six buds on it. She said that lasted me two and a half weeks, Rochelle. It got to the point where I did have to set it outside because the aroma was pretty overwhelming. But she was like, I just put it in a vase by itself. It was so beautiful. I'm going to add more oriental lilies to my collection this next year. I took a pause on doing a lily purchasing this last year, but I'm going to pick it up again because folks still really love those oriental lilies. They like the smell. I found I was cutting my rudbeckia the other day and I felt something on my hand and it was a prey mantis. I was like screaming with joy trying not to freak it out, but I was so excited. They're such a good bug and I was so excited to see them. My mom has them around her place. It's amazing how many mantises she has so and I just maybe I don't see them but I was just praying that it she or he was out making babies but holy bumblebee I have bumblebees everywhere they are just loving my place The pollinators are just incredible, which makes me so happy. I have to say, I have seen the numbers quadruple this last year in just all of the good bugs, the birds. Oh my goodness, the birds. And I was just sitting out my field the other day observing and the birds were eating not only the seeds I do have the volunteer sunflowers out there and I totally leave them because they're eating the seeds out of the sunflowers and the bees are pollinating the sunflowers so I keep those rogue sunflowers but then they were eating the aphids off of the dill so it's just cool to watch it all transform and inviting all these beneficials into my space. So what else is blooming? I know there are those flowers that have the sticky stems that are the nightmare of our existence, but I have been using calendula. I don't always need the longest stems because most of my flowers I sell in a jar. So calendula has been a great asset for me over the last couple weeks. The gladiolas, everybody's loving the glads and I'm loving them too. They are just so pretty and offer so much to a bouquet. Liatris is blooming. It's almost done but beautiful. The rudbeckia is incredible. Indian summer is still my favorite. It just I found that it has the best face life. It makes such an impact It just makes you smile. I've been making all the colors of the rainbow arrangements and the bright ones are always the first to go. Let's see the bronze fennel. I've used bronze fennel all season long. From its foliage to now it's starting to flower with the yellow flower and it's just incredible. My Echinops is blooming and so cool. I've been trying to save some for dried flowers 
flavors, but I'm also using it as fresh. Yarrow's still kicking butt and I had a customer ask me the other day like what is this? It is so pretty and dainty and it's just a workhorse. Offers so much. Dianthus, Sweet William, still going strong. I don't know how and this is what I've learned is that I have things spaced out. I have stuff planted out my flower field and then I have various gardens of jungle around my place and I've planted stuff everywhere and it's almost like secession planting. So I have it blooming in one area and then the next week it's blooming in another area which may stay cooler and shadier but it offers me some natural secession planting. The marigolds have started. They just are so cheery and awesome. So I do strip most of the leaves so that stinky smell isn't upon the bloom but but it's a great asset to a bouquet. Scabiosa, the scoops have kind of stopped. I did do a major cut on them, so I don't know if they'll come back again, but my regular Scabiosa is blooming and so pretty. This last year, I didn't grow as much of it, but uh, next year, I'm going to grow more of it because I have found that I've used it a lot more this year than I had the previous year. The status is just awesome. I'm not only using it as a dried, collecting it for dried flowers, but I'm also using it as a fresh too. And what's really cool is I'm able to say a lot of this bouquet will dry. A customer just actually told me last night that she saved one of the straw flowers from an arrangement from last year and she planted the seeds and it actually grew a plant and it's blooming in her garden. So it was really cool to hear. Flocks, garden flocks. Yes, adding way more of that. I do also grow the annual flocks, which I really kind of failed this year at, to be perfectly honest. Annual flocks that I do have, I have been using, but I just don't have as much of it. The perennial flocks has been huge. So adding some more of that to my collection. Sedum is another thing. Autumn Joy, I love that plant. I, a couple years ago, I have a mother plant and I did a hard divide on it and I created so many cuttings and I planted it all over my farm and it, it's taken a couple years to get really big and established, but that is a plant that if you don't have it, you need to add it because I use it at all stages, but I mainly use it when it's green. I need that bulky greenery to add to a bouquet and so I've been using a ton of it and then I will wait for some of it to actually bloom. Some of my bearded iris have started to re-bloom, which is super cool. I absolutely think they're just amazing. And I did get some more rhizomes that I planted just the other week. Oh, it's just, there's the flowers are endless at this point. The celosia is so cool and gorgeous. My gomfrena was a major fail. Not sure what I did there, but it's just so short. And so I've been cutting off the heads just to use for dried flower projects. But I've also been doing a lot of seed saving and just observing what seeds do in their natural state. And so I've not only been saving the seed, but I've also been direct seeding it in different areas like Larkspur, Sweet Sultan, Agrostema, Nigella. Just to name a few that I've been scattering their seeds um, everywhere in the property. Orlea, I let a lot of it bloom.
bloom out. And I have been, a blue plurum is another one that I've been just putting the seeds back to the earth and praying for good things and that it will come back fantastic. So, yep. Lots of options right now for flowers. It's unfortunate that it's right now because I feel so tired and folks are just, the selling has slowed down in a major way, but I'm confident that once we're back to school and September is here, that they will pick up again. So anyways, my friends, it's been busy. I hope you all are doing well. Number one, stay hydrated. Found myself the other day. I was trying to get a lot of stuff done and I didn't eat anything and didn't drink enough and got really lightheaded. So make sure that you're, I need to take my own advice, but uh, make sure that you're staying hydrated and consuming calories because nobody needs to find you passed out in the field. And yeah, just trying to find balance as we are almost a frostmas and tired. We've been working really hard and I I see you friends and I hope you're doing well and I will chat with you soon again. So before we totally sign off, Natalie and I hosted a Build Your Teacher a Bouquet workshop, in which case we didn't have a lot of people buy tickets, and I really think it's the fact that everybody was scurrying to get haircuts done, school shopping done, all the things. But it was a really fun experience for the folks that did come out. So Natalie, what was your most favorite part of the workshop that we did making bouquets for my teacher oh yeah was she really happy to receive your bouquet today for the first day of school very happy were there any flowers that she commented about nope (laughs) (laughs) did mom talk a lot during the workshop yep yeah when you get me uh Talking about plants, I think I talked a little too much. So there you go. little note to self. Uh, Keep it short and uh, definitely keep an eye on if your target audience is engaged and getting a little tired. What do you think uh, was one of the great takeaways from our workshop? The people that came got to learn a lot about flowers. Do you think their teachers are super happy with their bouquets today? Yes. Well, thanks for helping me. You're welcome. Can we tell everybody, have a nice week. Have a nice week. Thank you for listening. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining in to the conversation. And together, all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.